You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's our 27th year on the air bringing you Into Tomorrow. This for the weekend of Friday, March 25th. 2022, Beth's birthday, so happy birthday to Into Tomorrow's Beth Graveline Gatrell, who does the tech tips, posting on intotomorrow.com and in our weekly tech newsletter that I'm sure you get already. And I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah, sometimes. All right. Well, we got uh, John standing by in New Jersey this hour and a whole bunch of other folks to ask questions, make comments. Share some tech rage, perhaps any number of things that can happen. But first, some tech news and commentary, often intermixed with some of our tech rage. Yeah. Sales of 5G smartphones have finally eclipsed those of 4G handsets globally. Really? This is according to CounterPoint Research, uh, noting that 5G devices account for 73% of sales in the North American market. The research firm cites Apple's introduction of the 5G phone in 2020 as the main catalyst for the surge. Hmm. Although I'm I'm one of the few holdouts, I still have my little 4G LTE phone, and it does the job. It does the job, and I'm still paying it off, and I don't need. I and your and your nine year old son is always rubbing it in that his phone is 5G and yours is not. Yeah, well, I told him that uh, you know your mom paid for the more expensive phone, and whereas I I thought logically and said you know what I don't need to spend the extra money for a 5G phone, especially when I don't even have 5G in my neighborhood yet. Good for you. Yeah. My my phone is 5G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. A Moscow court banned Facebook and Instagram this week for what it deemed extremist activity in a case against their parent company, Meta. But it said that Meta's WhatsApp messenger service would not be prohibited because it was a means of communication, not a source of information. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because certainly no one on WhatsApp would say, do you really want to know what's going on in Ukraine? You know, Putin's lying to you. But it's not a source of information. The ruling immediately bans Facebook and Instagram from Russia, where both platforms are already blocked. Russian authorities are also seeking to designate Meta as an extremist organization. Now, I oh. would agree with that. Yeah. Because it's it's the worst anti-social media platform next to Twitter that there is. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I think they're an extremist organization, too. Yeah. And along those lines, I've seen um, where a lot of uh, journalists have have saying that this this war in Ukraine is the first TikTok war, Hmm. meaning that, you know, so many people have posted videos of what's actually going on on TikTok to be able to get really the word out that it's basically being fought on TikTok. And they say that many Russian soldiers are on TikTok and seeing what's actually going on and questioning why are they doing this? You know, they're, they're not going after Nazis in Ukraine. <laughs> this, this is crazy. They're going after citizens, old people, kids. I mean, that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of these Russian soldiers, unfortunately, thousands of them being killed as well because they're following orders, are having their understandable second thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all about a TikTok war. Yeah. 
Netflix announced that it plans to start cracking down on password sharing among watchers, and customers aren't taking it very well. Uh, The company said in a statement that in the past it has encouraged account sharing among its 222 million subscribers with features such as profiles and multiple streams, but that the practices are, quote, impacting our ability to invest in great new TV and films for our members. Hmm. Netflix said that it won't ban password sharing, but those who do it will have to pay. Um, it'll be testing the change in three countries, Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru. Oh, for, for the, not, not us? Not us yet. Woo. Uh, for the equivalent of about three U.S. dollars, users can add up to two profiles. One Twitter user said uh, Netflix will lose a lot of customers if they do this password sharing crackdown that they plan to do. Yeah, but will they? Although they've never had the competition like they have now, right? You know, and, I, and I'm torn so, about this because you know I like the whole password sharing thing because you know you, you, you go with a couple of friends and you share the password and then you share the cost. Yep. But on the other hand, I also see it from Netflix's point of view. They are a business. They do provide a service. And oh, don't want, feel sorry for them. I don't feel Come sorry. I, I never said. I never said I feel sorry for them. Okay. I see their point of view. And if you know, and if I want to have the good content that does cost them money, then. You know, it'll end up costing you know users probably less because we'll have there'll be less price increases over, across the board if everybody who's using it is actually paying for it. And if it turns out to be three bucks a month more to share it per person, <laughs> yeah, well, you then say, maybe that's not so bad. You say that because you have a free media account on Netflix. The rest of us that are paying for it want to keep those costs low. <laughs> so you're saying I shouldn't share my Netflix with you? Well, maybe you should. Then I don't. I don't have to pay them the fifteen dollars a month uh, I've been paying. I see. Oh, the plot thickens. Smart technology <laughs> like voice command, front view cameras, and smart dashboards will soon be in most new vehicles, rather than only luxury models. That, according to a story in Android headlines. So listeners like our Mustang Mary, for example, that asked about a front view camera just a couple of weeks ago, have something to look forward to at least. Get it? Look forward to a front view camera. I see what you did there. Yeah, it took you a second, though. Uh, and I think that's pretty clever, though. A lot of people, I'm assuming, would enjoy a front view camera for various reasons. In the case of, of Mary, it was because of a new truck purchased and not able to see where the front of the truck is all the time and you know, didn't want to be running into things, understandably. I know, but when that question came up, you were the first person to remind us off the air. Well, my car has front cameras, front view cameras. Like I got, I got cameras all around yes, the car. Yeah. But because <laughs> it's a luxury model, okay, it's it's the new MDX. But we're saying that most new vehicles soon will have those kinds of things, which I think is great. Although. It sets me back because now I can't just brag all the time about all the cool stuff that my car has because other cars are getting them. Because until you got that car, you were like, oh, I have the oldest car, the, the least the least high-tech car among the staff. And Well, you know. that's true. Amongst our staff and friends and so forth, I did but have a 2013 got, MDX. Now you've got the newest and most high-tech and, and may I remind you, most expensive yeah. car among us. <laughs> Very true. Good thing I sold a house a while back because that's the only way I could afford it. Yeah. Most expensive car, you know, that you don't even really drive that much. You know, that's funny because I actually caught a little hell from the Acura dealer locally for bringing it in because I got a notice on my app, the Acura app, that said you're due for oil change and tire rotation, and it's free because you spent so much money on your car. And I went, okay, great. So I made arrangements to go in. And the guy says, what? This can't be right. You have only 1,900 miles on the car? I said, well, yeah, it's new, but I also don't drive that much. He goes, apparently. 
And he says, and your oil life, what does the app say for your oil life? 40%. That's way too soon to be changing the oil. 10 to 15%, maybe. And 5,000 miles. I said, oh. He said, I tell you what, for coming in, we're going to wash and vacuum the car. Come see us later when you've put more miles on it. <laughs> of course, you know, being that you don't really drive the car, it wasn't, well, the, the outside needed wash, but not like the inside was really dirty. <laughs> no, true. I mean, I could hardly tell it was vacuumed because I don't let anyone eat in it or anything. Although I did have some fries a while back in there, and I dropped one between the seats. I'm telling. Yeah. Who are you going to tell? Oh, I don't know. Aha! See? <laughs> Anyway, so there you go. Let that be a lesson. And now I am very thankful, as the service advisor said. He said, but but if there's ever a time to not be driving a lot with the price of gas, now's the time. Because everything for me is very local. And we end up driving my car when we take off and go somewhere with Cameron and stuff. But I still don't drive a lot. Because when we take your car, I don't have to pay for gas. Yeah, I know. And that's funny how that works. Mm -hmm. But I do have the most high-tech car. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I I like uh, always talking about companies that do good things, and sometimes even Amazon does semi-good things. Oh, you lie. (laughs) Um, Amazon has converted a warehouse space in Slovakia, previously used to fulfill customer orders, into a massive humanitarian aid hub to get much-needed supplies to refugees fleeing the war in neighboring Ukraine. Amazon says teams from around the world came together to convert 5,000 square meters of space in 10 days. Wow. And that it's the largest such hub Amazon has ever built. Amazon will leverage its expertise in global logistics to get things such as uh, shelter materials, hygiene items, blankets, and clothing to frontline organizations quickly and efficiently. Amazon's transportation services team ships items to the new hub in Slovakia, and from there, supplies are distributed to displaced refugees in partnership with charities like Save the Children and the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies. Good. Oh, that, that is good. And nice corporate citizen for a change. At least doing that. Yeah. You, don't, you won't hear me very often say something nice about Amazon, yeah. but right now, good on them. And Russia better not be uh, targeting prime delivery trucks. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. An Australian regulator is suing Facebook parent company Meta Platforms, Inc., accusing it of not doing enough to remove scam ads from Facebook that featured public figures promoting cryptocurrency, deepening the social media giant's legal troubles over that issue. The regulator said in its suit that ads on Facebook included fabricated quotes from well-known Australians promoting cryptocurrencies or other ventures and urging people to sign up and deposit funds. Meta reportedly has struggled to keep the ads off its site, with the scammers frequently changing the URLs for the scam sites and the text of the ads to escape Facebook's ad filtering. And, of course, I don't think Facebook is struggling so much because they want the money. They don't care. They're advertisers, right? They want them to keep advertising. Okay, oh, they've changed the URL, so maybe it's not the same people. Take their money and we'll wait for a while, see what happens. And they continue to do that. So I'm glad this you know, Australian regulator is going after them at least. Yeah, well, I've I've been having to report ads on Facebook the last few days because you know these sponsored posts show up from quote unquote Fox News, and you know I clicked on one of them because I was like, you know, who do they have writing their headlines? Because it didn't make any sense at all. Uh-oh. So I opened you know the the article and I was reading through it and I was like, the English and the grammar in this is horrible. So you know I click on the page to see if it took me to Fox News and and on Facebook when you click on something there's like a little about this page where it yeah. tells you where it's. Yeah. Base and it says, you know, 
headquartered in Pakistan. I'm like, well, oh. I know Fox News isn't in Pakistan, so it was <laughs> obvious to me because they were all pushing this these CBD gummy things. Oh, geez. And I figured, well, first of all, I don't think a news organization would be you know putting up ads for <laughs> CBD yeah. gummies. Wow. So I've been you know having now I got. They showed up as every ad in my newsfeed the other day because it's Jeez. like every third or fourth post is always an ad. Yeah. And that, that's every single ad was for that. Well, I'm so glad you reported, reported all of them. <laughs> I have a feeling they don't care because, sure again, sure they, they want their money. And uh, what do you mean it's a scam? Wink, yeah, wink. Because they, yeah, yeah. they, they spoofed the Fox News Facebook. And they even had the Fox News logo, but it, was, it didn't course. take you to the actual Fox News page. God. So they're not struggling with this. You know, no. Facebook, Zuckerberg is just saying, take their yeah. money until if, if we really get money, caught. Wait, if they'll give us money, they can put an ad up. It doesn't matter who they are or what they're advertising. It's really hashtag pathetic and hashtag disgusting. Yeah. I use those a lot in my various anti-social media. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can follow me at Dave Graveline on everything. Because I don't hide. I don't have these goofy names that, oh, I wonder who that is. You know it's me. Okay, and if you mention the show, I will follow you back. So Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, what what the heck else am I on? I don't know. Um, just all the anti-social media, LinkedIn. Did I mention Facebook? You know, it's all there. Instagram, MySpace, Google Plus, MySpace, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, now I should do one on MySpace just so I say I have it. Yeah. Can you even? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg said that Meta would add NFTs to Instagram. While he didn't describe exactly what they would look like, he said during a session at South by Southwest that, quote, over the next several months, the ability to bring some of your NFTs in, hopefully over time, be able to mint things within that environment. There have been uh, rumblings about this, uh, that this was coming. Last year, Instagram lead Adam Mosseri said the team was actively exploring NFTs. Which, by the but, way, is non-fungible tokens. Right. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have any actual announcements. So. Interesting. Just teasing. Yeah. Uh, I, they're they're going to screw that up, too. Mm-hmm. But along those lines, cybersecurity company Surfshark conducted research analyzing the state of cyber crimes worldwide. The study found that phishing, P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing continues to be the most common cybercrime for the second year, with more than 241,000 victims in 2020 alone. Nevertheless, confidence and romance fraud had the most significant financial impact, $600 million in 2020 for confidence and romance fraud. People who fell victim to investment fraud lost the most per victim, averaging $38,000 and change. The least impactful online crime is the denial of service or DOS attacks. Only around 2,000 victims reported this crime with an average loss of $254 in 2020. The study found that since 2001, the online crime victim count increased by 15 times, and financial losses grew more than 200 times, from $2,000 to $480,000 per hour. So in total, cybercrime claimed at least 5,654,000-plus victims and $19,216,000 in losses over, oh, I'm sorry, $19 billion. 216 million in losses over the 20-year period. Too many zeros. I I had to count them as I was saying it. So, yikes. Cybersecurity is an issue and continues to be. 
John in Bridgewater, New Jersey, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts, and I happen to know each and every week. Hey, John, welcome Into Tomorrow. Yo, so you said you wanted to hear about happy memories of tech from days of yore. Here are a couple of mine. They center on mobile devices. I want a Palm Pilot. Cats, remember those things? Uh, oh, I forget who made them, but I, I won that from somewhere. It was really cool, and I loved it. But then I got something even better. I bought a Casio Cassiopeia Pocket PC that ran Windows. It was so cool. It was so bulky. Um, I got a car mount and a GPS receiver for it, and I used to use it for navigation in the car. It, it was great. I still love the features I had with that, and I don't have those anymore, a lot of them like elevation and stuff like that just doesn't show up. Not with Waze, at least. Um, sometimes it did take 10 minutes or more to sync up with GPS. Yeah, that was bad. Lastly, I had a moment listening to the show last week. You said you got a human touch, and my brain went on the fritz. I knew you were going to say that you had one to give away. I just knew it. In my head, I was already shooting my laptop with a shotgun. <laughs> I guess I'd have to borrow one. Driving over with my minivan, and then I realized it wasn't a giveaway. Oh, well, I hope you enjoy it. You should have a contest to fly someone down there to the studio to sit in the chair. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, yeah, because everyone, not only on our staff, but guests and others visiting the studios, that I, I always give everyone to start the five-minute demo. And everyone's reaction is exactly the same. Quote, wow, amazing, close quote. I mean, whether they heard someone else say it or not, and it is. And if you want to know what we and John are talking about, check out the interview that we did at CES. It's all there for you at intotomorrow.com. Thank you, John. Good comments. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Starting a new technology company can be a challenge. Established corporations can lend a helping hand. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by MarPay, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. LG is one of the largest technology companies in the world, yet they spend time and money to help health tech startups get off the ground. The LG Nova program finds new companies with potential to change lives on a global scale. 
and provides them with guidance from industry veterans and successful entrepreneurs. They also give financial and technical support. One startup in the program is XR Health, which is creating virtual clinics where patients can go and use virtual reality equipment to consult with remote healthcare professionals. Initially, it's targeting pain management and behavioral health. Maya MD is another startup that has created a digital health assistant named Maya that is powered by artificial intelligence. Patients can have a conversation with Maya using either text or voice to explain their symptoms. Maya can then ask questions and reach a recommendation in less than a minute with 94% accuracy. Decisions are based on a database of more than 10,000 symptoms and conditions. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. I would love to talk to Maya. I got a pain here. I got a problem there. What do I do? Maybe that'll be something we can look forward to. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by MarPay, powering employer health plans with AI intended to lower costs. Visit marpaihealth.com. And especially we talk a lot about AI. Lowercase i helps make life easier for me. Be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider Newsletter as well. It's a free weekly newsletter. You can do that at healthtechinsider.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Hi, guys. Back to Cameron Graveline. And if you have any questions about tech, don't forget to ask Dave so he can ask me. Call 800-899-INTO or use the free Into Tomorrow app. Now back to the guys. Yeah, that would be us. That's my favorite one. It is. Uh, no, my favorite one is here's Dave. Yeah. And he never even knew who Johnny Carson was. Mm-hmm. But, but those that listening may not know either. But some people, if they're dating themselves like I am... Would know what that means. Yeah, you actually saw him live, didn't you? Three times. times. Yeah, well then. Three times, including his 25th anniversary show. I was in the audience. Well then, that was uh, I. I looked up to that guy. I think to this day, some of my mannerisms or attempts at humor were, you know, inspired by Johnny Carson, the great Karnak. That exactly. Wow. He yes, held I'm, I'm in. Dating, I'm dating myself too. He held in his hand an envelope. That was in a mayonnaise jar on Funkin' Wagnall's porch. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Bots are estimated to make up 37.9% of all internet traffic. 
The financial sector is the main target for bot activity, followed by education, government, and gambling. No. Oh. little into tomorrow fun tech fact for you to share around the office water cooler. We don't have a water cooler. <laughs> if you, we don't, do we? But if you are back at the office, a little something you can share yeah. and see if any bot is affecting you. Instacart announced that it's rolling out a new shoppable recipes feature to launch new product integrations with TikTok and Hearst, which owns brands like Delish and Country Living. Select food creators on TikTok can start using the shoppable recipes feature in their videos. Shoppable recipes will allow food creators to link shopping lists into their TikTok videos. The new feature includes a button that adds all of the required ingredients needed for a specific recipe to a user's Instacart cart. That's hard to say, Instacart cart. Yeah. Um, I think it would just be to the user's Instacart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Cart hopes to gradually roll out the pilot jump to more TikTok creators, and in the coming months, creators will also be able to create and link to their own custom shoppable recipe content. That sounds confusing. Yeah. But, it's but funny cause I, I, was even I like the idea, though, because yeah. if you're looking at something, you say, oh, my gosh, that looks good. I would love to try that. But then you got to, you know, take a pen and paper and write all the ingredients. No, this is a good way to do it. Well, it's funny because I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, like 98% of all the videos I've saved on TikTok are recipes. Really? That I want to try. <laughs> and have you tried any of them? Not, not one yet. <laughs> Here's a thought. Save it to Instacart, even if you don't use Instacart, and then see if you can cut and paste it just to your shopping list. Yeah. Wouldn't that be easy? Yeah. One would think. I don't know. But if Instacart's smart, they're going to make it so that you can't copy and paste, and you have to put it in your list and then buy it from them. Yeah. But you still ought to be able, even if it was one item at a time, you should still be able to copy, paste onto a calendar item or something that you would open when you get in the store. Yeah. Well, it's like I do with you know my Alexa and then our uh, Publix app, which is our local grocery store here, because I verbalize my shopping list to Alexa, but then I have to sit there with the Alexa app open and my yeah. Publix app open and manually you know combine the two. I, I do the same, and that's a pain. You would think if they were smart, they being Publix and Amazon, <laughs> good luck with that part, yeah. that they would allow you to merge those kinds of things to your main place. Of course, they're not going to do that because Amazon owns Whole Foods and they want you to shop there. Yeah. Which which I never, ever, ever do. But, yeah, I have to open not only the Publix app but the Amazon app. And I'm back and forth between the apps going down the aisles at Publix thinking, well, this is a time waster. And then I still forget half the stuff I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. It's frustrating, I'm telling you. So somebody... Come up with a way to merge your Alexa shopping list. Because I will add to the shopping list in the car. I've got Alexa built in, and I take advantage of that. Reminders, appointments, mostly items for shopping. I'll think of something as I'm driving. I go, oh, my gosh, I need more peaches. (laughs) Whatever. And I will tell Alexa to, to add that to my shopping list, and it's on the main shopping list. I also like messing with you because I'll tell Alexa to turn certain things on when I'm heading back to the studio and scare the heck out of people here in the studio. Oh, that's got to be Dave already turning something on before he gets back here. Be nice. Or I'll start, you know, when I'm you know, at your house, I'll start asking Alexa to, you know, remind you certain things at like all hours of the night. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. I would be upset. <laughs> However, also on my shopping list, and I know he does this to you. You can always tell when Cameron was close to an Alexa device, and then I get to the store, and I'll open my shopping list, and I'll see things on it like adult diapers or poop. Well, those may, or, those may have been me. Yeah, what? 
<laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. No, I know they're Cameron. Uh, they are? Where do you think he gets it from? Yeah, well, that that part's true. But see, so that, I would then also have to merge those into my Publix app. But I don't shop for poop or adult diapers, so well, at least not Christmas yet. is coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Elon Musk, of course, the CEO of SpaceX, and as he calls it, Tesla. Do you ever notice on TikTok or any other videos, he's, it's Tesla, uh-huh. more like a Z. Now, is that because of his South African heritage? Maybe. Or did Nikolai Tesla say Tesla, not Tesla? I have no idea. Well, look into that, will you? Okay. Find some old film of of him pronouncing his last name and see what it was. So we say it right from now on, okay. right? It'd be, it's, it's like people who look at our name, Graveline, and say, oh, it can't be that. if It's got to be Gravelini or something. No, it's Graveline. And no, it's not made up for radio. That's, that's our name. But th- it concerns me because he's always saying Tesla, like a Z. So which is correct? Well, he always tries to be different anyway. Boy, is he ever. Did you see him dancing in Berlin the other day when they rolled out a bunch of new cars? And there was a, a little drone with a camera that was following him around. And he's like going after the drone and sort of dancing. And people were commenting that, okay, so Elon Musk can't dance. This is obvious. But he's Elon Musk. Well, but he was happy because they just opened a big factory in Berlin. Yes. No, of course. <laughs> so rightly so. He should be happy. But if he's like me and yeah. can't dance, don't do it. Yeah, well. He can afford to not dance. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, he has an estimated net worth of about $263 billion at the moment, plus or minus, subject to change, a couple of billion, whatever. A new study has suggested he could become the world's first trillionaire by 2024. There is no trillionaire on the planet yet. He could be the first. Electric vehicles and commercial space travel are certainly at the forefront of the world's economic potential, so perhaps this projection shouldn't come as a surprise. Interestingly, the report from Yahoo, you know, those those people that... The Yahoos? Talk, the, the, Yahoo, the Yahoos? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because they pretty much are. And I'm just desperately trying to find... You think I would have had that ready. Anyway, the report from Yahoo predicts Jeff Bezos, or I like to call him Bozos, and Larry Page could reach that distinction by 2030 and 2032, respectively. So Elon Musk, the first trillionaire on the planet by 2024, and then Jeff Bozos, Larry Page by 2030 and 32. So and, do you think maybe he'll start giving away more of his money, Being talking about Bezos? Probably not. No. But, and this could help uh, Elon Musk get there. SpaceX is hiking up the prices for the company's satellite service, uh, Starlink. It's citing, already a f- very expensive. Yeah. But they're citing rising costs from, quote, excessive levels of inflation. Starting in May, subscribers will have to pay $110 per month to receive Internet from Starlink, up from $99. SpaceX is also raising the one-time fee subscribers must pay for the dish necessary to connect with the Starlink network. Which is $500 initially, right? right? So if you've already placed a pre-order, the Starlink dish will now cost you $549, up from the original $499. Hmm. Meanwhile, new customers who sign up for Starlink starting this week will have to fork over $600. Wow. 
So a hundred dollar increase, boom, just like that. Yeah. And this money, you know, a lot of this goes directly to Elon's pocket because I mean, SpaceX is a private company, mm-hmm. and he owns you know like forty something percent, but like seventy three percent voting, you know, on it. Wow. So. That's interesting, but already hiking the rates. Now, granted, each of these companies has to stand on its own and budget and make money for the overall good of of Elon Musk and Tesla and SpaceX and all of the other stuff that he's involved in. I mean, we haven't even talked about the boring company, and we don't mean like you're boring me. We mean the tunneling company that he also runs. And, I mean, this, no wonder he's going to be the first trillionaire on Earth. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at, you know, several tunnels down here in South Florida. Even. Yes, both Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You know, which is, you know, going to be interesting to do since, you know, you dig three feet down here and you're underwater. I know. <laughs> so that, and, and we are pretty much in between both Miami and Fort Lauderdale in yeah. the area where we are. So maybe they should just tunnel between Miami and Fort Lauderdale with a stop at the Into Tomorrow Studios. Yeah. And then we can use Tesla's. Back and forth. Works for me. No, I'd, I'd need to make sure that the tunnel is big enough for me to drive my MDX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. We'll see what happens. What do you think? 800-899-INTO. How do you feel about the first trillionaire? What do you think is going to happen with tech? We need your input. Nay, we crave your input. Intotomorrow.com. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. As Into Tomorrow continues in our 27th year, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by StreamGuys, streaming media solutions for the smartest businesses on the Internet. Visit StreamGuys.com. To all in our audience, would you do me a kindness? Please, it will only take just a second. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Anytime you have a moment, a little red box pops up if the Internet gods are with us that asks only for your email address. And we don't share it with anyone, and we don't spam you. But when you put your email address in there, you'll get a subsequent email, which means maybe check your spam filter if you don't get that subsequent email, that says click here to receive the free Into Tomorrow Tech newsletter. It's only once a week. As I say, we don't share your email, we don't spam you, we don't do anything inappropriate. And you can always unsubscribe anytime, though no one ever does, but thank you for that. But if you want to, no big deal. Hit unsubscribe and we won't bother you again. But when you do that, you'll get our tech newsletter. And among other things, we have tech news in it. Go figure. I know. What an odd thing to have in a tech newsletter. We also have some of my favorites, hmm, thoughts that make you smile. We also tell you what is coming on the show that week, what guests are coming up. Uh, We tease a couple of the calls that ask questions, so you might have a similar concern, and we know we're going to address that for you. And we have things like Beth's tech tip. Happy birthday, Beth, by the way, and this is her birthday weekend. 
So this week, are you sick or is it just seasonal allergies? Got you. Uh, yeah, using your digital tools can help you self-diagnose and treat, as well as put you in touch with your doctor and have your meds delivered all without ever leaving your couch. Oh, I like that. And businesses brace for impact after hackers claim Okta, which provides secure authentication services for more than 15,000 global brands, has been hacked. Great. I'm telling you. So we can only hope and pray that one of those 15,000 global brands is not something you use. Yeah. So it's not always good tech news in the tech newsletter, but it is always tech news in the tech newsletter. <laughs> there you go. Good point. And a whole bunch of other stuff. So please subscribe to it. Again, it's very easy. Just your email address. That's it. At intotomorrow.com. And Steve in Kenosha, Wisconsin, welcome into tomorrow. So I got an iPad for work, uh, and I want to use it as a third monitor on my desktop. I found some pay apps to do this, but I don't want to pay for it. I want something free. Don't blame you. You guys are great at finding free stuff. If you could find me a free app where I can make my iPad another monitor, I won't lie. It'll be the third monitor on my desk, but one would be Teams, one would be email, and one would be what I'm currently working on. I know it sounds like a lot, but I like to multitask. Thanks, guys. And uh, if you guys have trouble with this, Cameron is right in the booth, I'm sure, to help you. So ask him if you have any questions. <laughs> I love it. I love how people are referring to Cam regularly. Well, how Cam refers to, if you have a, any question, ask Dave, and he'll ask me. Well, maybe we need to change that link at IntoTomorrow.com to ask Cam. That's true. Yeah. Wow. You need to make sure that he hears Steve's call, too, yeah. uh, because you have custody this week. Yeah. So make sure he sees that. Well, Steve, your options really depend on your operating system. If you're on a Mac, then the answer is simple. Apple introduced a functionality they named Sidecar back when they released Mac OS Catalina a few years ago. Sidecar is free, and it will allow you to use your iPad as a wireless external monitor. Now, there's not much to it. You just need to turn on Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and hand off, and you should be all set. All you have to do to use it is select it from the AirPlay menu at the top, and voila! Now, if you're on Windows or Linux, there's plenty of options, but we only found one free one. It's called Splash Top Wired X Display, and it's definitely rougher around the edges than most of the paid options, but it should do the job. Unlike Sidecar, Splashtop Wired X Display is wired, just as the name implies. Uh, it works via USB and not as smooth as other paid solutions, but you get the iPad and Windows apps for free. So if you're set on not paying for the functionality, it should work out for you. Just try and add a mostly static window to that screen so you don't have to constantly deal with lagging graphics. Uh, paid solutions in Sidecar won't have that issue. Yeah. Now, another thing you might look at, you're talking about having Teams on one of the monitors. Just run the Teams app natively on the iPad, and you should be set with that. Oh, that's another good point. Well, see, that's why we want to help Steve and everyone listening with similar concerns. And he's right. If we can find something free for you, we go for it, always. And we always try to make two or three suggestions about anything, because things don't always work the same for other people. But there you go. So I hope that that helps you, Steve. Do let us know which suggestion worked best for you, what you ended up using, because it will help other listeners as well when you follow up. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. When you call in like Steve did and we hear you on the air, you win fabulous prizes. And while we always have to say, because the lawyers are on us, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us when you actually call in. We'll do our best 
to get one of those items for. You mentioned one or two or three of them so that we've got some options. For example, the Evolve 275 Bluetooth stereo headsets from Jabra. A couple of those to share with you. From Kensington, we've got a 48-watt four-port USB charger. How about an indoor pan-tilt Wi-Fi security camera from EasyViz? TurboTax sent online codes good for any of their products to help you file your income tax fast and easily. Yep, and it's all their various products, up to like $200 worth. So if you need a TurboTax online code, quick, ask for one. We'll get one to you. And from Dantech, Bob, the ultimate compact dishwasher. The last week to qualify for that one. That's for sure. Jump on it and join us at intotomorrow.com. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back Into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. And I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit dexcom.com. Don in LaBelle, Florida, downloads the free Into Tomorrow podcast. And we love you for it, calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Don. I'm wondering whether wireless headphones can sound as good as the wired versions of uh, earbuds and headphones. I've been considering uh, getting some wireless ones, but I wasn't sure if the quality is equal to the standard wired earbuds or headphones. Well, Don, good question. The, The short answer is it depends on who you ask. Now, if you mean, will the sound quality be good? Yes, of course it will be. Will there be skips or strange distortions every so often? It's possible if you're in an area with high interference, but typically, no. They will sound normal most of the time. Yeah, now, where people differ is on the digital versus analog question. If you're an audiophile that won't listen to anything that isn't vinyl and goes on long diatribes about compression, <laughs> then you won't like them because they are digital. Um, if you're already listening to MP3s, streaming audio sources, and so forth, then they'll sound just as good as anything wired that you're already using. Now, as with wired headphones, brands matter, and some will go overboard with the bass to give the impression of better sound quality and fail pretty miserably at the higher tone range. So try before you buy if you can. Yeah. Now, it's hard to try earbuds before you buy because, number one, nobody else wants their earwax or, you know, in your ears, vice versa. But if you can, by all means, or if you're not happy with them, make sure the store will take them back. And they'll typically send them back to the manufacturer. And we hope somebody along the line is cleaning them up if if they're going to put them back in a case. Yeah. 
you know, and, I, and I'm always talking about the Jabber earbuds, and you know, full disclosure, they're not even a sponsor of the show, but I, I do know. like their product. They should be, darn they, it. They should be. <laughs> um, but one of the things I like about them is they have a tool now in their app when you get the, their earbuds, it does sort of like a hearing test where it has you click in the app when you hear certain frequencies, so it can tune the sound to your hearing. Uh-huh. So it gives you much better sound quality, in my opinion. There you go. Check it all out at intotomorrow.com. 